part three section one of the freedom of the will by jonathan edwards this librivox recording is in the public domain part three wherein is inquired whether any such liberty of will as armenians hold be necessary to moral agency virtue and vice praise and dispraise etc section one god's moral excellency necessary yet virtuous and praiseworthy having considered the first thing proposed relating to that freedom of will which armenians maintain namely whether any such thing does ever did or ever can exist i come now to the second thing proposed to be the subject of inquiry viz whether any such kind of liberty be requisite to moral agency virtue and vice praise and blame reward and punishment etc i shall begin with some consideration of the virtue and agency of the supreme moral agent and fountain of all agency and virtue dr whitby in his discourse on the five points page fourteen says if all human actions are necessary virtue and vice must be empty names we being capable of nothing that is blameworthy or deserveth praise for who can blame a person for doing only what he could not help or judge that he deserveth praise only for what he could not avoid to the like purpose he speaks in places innumerable especially in his discourse on the freedom of the will constantly maintaining that a freedom not only from co-action but necessity is absolutely requisite in order to actions being either worthy of blame or deserving of praise and to this agrees as is well known the current doctrine of armenian writers who in general hold that there is no virtue or vice reward or punishment nothing to be commended or blamed without this freedom and yet dr whitby page three hundred allows that god is without this freedom and armenians so far as i have had opportunity to observe generally acknowledge that god is necessarily holy and his will necessarily determined to that which is good so that putting these things together the infinitely holy god who always used to be esteemed by god's people not only virtuous but a being in whom is all possible virtue in the most absolute purity and perfection brightness and amiableness the most perfect pattern of virtue and from whom all the virtue of others is but as beams from the sun and who has been supposed to be being thus everywhere represented in scripture on the account of his virtue and holiness infinitely more worthy to be esteemed loved honoured admired commended extolled and praised than any creature this being according to this notion of dr whitby and other armenians has no virtue at all virtue when ascribed to him is but an empty name and he is deserving of no commendation or praise because he is under necessity he cannot avoid being holy and good as he is therefore no thanks to him for it it seems the holiness justice faithfulness etc of the most high must not be accounted to be of the nature of that which is virtuous and praiseworthy they will not deny that these things in god are good but then we must understand them that they are no more virtuous or of the nature of anything commendable than the good that is in any other being that is not a moral agent as the brightness of the sun and the fertility of the earth are good but not virtuous because these properties are necessary to these bodies and not the fruit of self-determining power 
there needs no other confutation of this notion to christians acquainted with the bible but only stating and particularly representing it to bring texts of scripture wherein god is represented as in every respect in the highest manner virtuous and supremely praiseworthy would be endless and is altogether needless to such as have been brought up in the light of the gospel it were to be wished that dr whitby and other divines of the same sort had explained themselves when they have asserted that that which is necessary is not deserving of praise at the same time that they have owned god's perfection to be necessary and so in effect representing god as not deserving praise certainly if their words have any meaning at all by praise they must mean the exercise or testimony of esteem respect or honourable regard and will they then say that men are worthy of that esteem respect and honour for their virtue small and imperfect as it is which yet god is not worthy of for his infinite righteousness holiness and goodness if so it must be because of some sort of peculiar excellency in the virtuous man which is his prerogative wherein he really has the preference some dignity that is entirely distinguished from any excellency or amiableness in god not in dependence but in pre-eminence which therefore he does not receive from god nor is god the fountain or pattern of it nor can god in that respect stand in competition with him as the object of honour and regard but man may claim a peculiar esteem commendation and glory to which god can have no pretension yea god has no right by virtue of his necessary holiness to intermeddle with that grateful respect and praise due to the virtuous man who chooses virtue in the exercise of a freedom ad utrumque any more than a precious stone which cannot avoid being hard and beautiful and if it be so let it be explained what that peculiar respect is that is due to the virtuous man which differs in nature and kind in some way of preeminence from all that is due to god what is the name or description of that peculiar affection is it esteem love admiration honour praise or gratitude the scripture everywhere represents god as the highest object of all these there we read of the soul magnifying the lord of loving him with all the heart with all the soul with all the mind and with all the strength admiring him and his righteous acts or greatly regarding them as marvellous and wonderful honouring glorifying exalting extolling blessing thanking and praising him giving unto him all the glory of the good which is done or received rather than unto men that no flesh should glory in his presence but that he should be regarded as the being to whom all glory is due what then is that respect what passion affection or exercise is it that armenians call praise diverse from all these things which men are worthy of for their virtue and which god is not worthy of in any degree if that necessity which attends god's moral perfections and actions be as inconsistent with being worthy of praise as a necessity of coaction as is plainly implied in or inferred from dr whitby's discourse then why should we thank god for his goodness any more than if he were forced to be good or any more than we should thank one of our fellow-creatures who did us good not freely and of good will or from any kindness of heart but from mere compulsion or extrinsical necessity armenians suppose that god is necessarily a good and gracious being for this they make the ground of some of their main arguments against many doctrines maintained by calvinists they say these are certainly false and it is impossible they should be true because they are not consistent 
with the goodness of god this supposes that it is impossible but that god should be good for it, if be possible that he should be otherwise then that impossibility of the truth of these doctrines ceases according to their own argument that virtue in god is not in the most proper sense rewardable is not for want of merit in his moral perfections and actions sufficient to deserve rewards from his creatures but because he is infinitely above all capacity of receiving any reward he is already infinitely and unchangeably happy and we cannot be profitable unto him but still he is worthy of our supreme benevolence for his virtue and would be worthy of our beneficence which is the fruit and expression of benevolence if our goodness could extend to him if god deserves to be thanked and praised for his goodness he would for the same reason deserve that we should also requite his kindness if that were possible what shall i render unto the lord for all his benefits is the natural language of thankfulness and so far as in us lies it is our duty to render again according to benefits received and that we might have opportunity for so natural an expression of our gratitude to god as beneficence notwithstanding his being infinitely above our reach he has appointed others to be his receivers and to stand in his stead as the objects of our beneficence such are especially our indigent brethren end of part three section one